Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer Podcast. This is Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from very lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, on the 13th of March, Sunday, in the year 2022. And it is now daylight savings time in the north, and it is not daylight savings time here. So if you think I'm broadcasting later for you than normal, it's really because I'm still in Central Standard Time, and all of you have put your clocks ahead an hour. So I am no longer in the same time zone as Houston, Texas. I am more in the time zone of, you know, uh, the mountain time zone. Okay, so I am two hours time difference from New York rather than one hour time difference to New York. Just just a reference point for all of you. I hope you are all doing very well on this Sun-Neptune day. Now, the Sun and Neptune have conjoined in Pisces today, and, you know, we were kind of revving up to this this week. I had mentioned last week the Sun conjunct Jupiter, and it was on its way to Neptune, both in Pisces. And so this is about illumination. This is about the sun which illuminates and shines the light into Neptune's fog. But it is also a time of great spirituality, faith, connection to guides and guardians and angels and spirits and all that feeds your faith. And um, this is a very important aspect. It only happens once a year. And sometimes we get a real insight into things in our lives as we uh, pass through this aspect every year. And it's very interesting because, you know, Neptune is often where we may be, you know, a little bit confused or deluded or have some illusion of some sorts. And, and the sun comes in and makes clarity for us. And it's important to gain clarity during this time. We, we tend to get laser sharp focused because perhaps we've been marching through the fog and don't see the way ahead of us and the sun helps us see the way ahead. Now, I can definitely say that people in this past week around me, people I've talked to, people who live near me and all, um, they've had clarity in their vision this week. And that was part of what was happening. It went from Jupiter, which is, you know, abundance, but expansion, and then into clarity as and you might think, but Deb, it's Neptune. Yeah, well, this is where the sun comes in and gives us clarity as to what we're supposed to do and what our path is and what what is lying before us and in front of us. And, you know, it's an interesting dynamic because as we moved from Jupiter, we were given possibility. We were given openness. We were told things that, you know, maybe we didn't think were possible before. So Jupiter is also very confidence-oriented. And what I think has happened is we, you know, for many people I know, that we've been given an open view of what we're capable of and therefore need to be um, finding our way on our path anew. So perhaps we were given a very clear confidence vote or we were given a very clear um, view of our talents and abilities and our skills or an expanded view of our talents and abilities. It's like, well, yeah, I can do that. Well, then I'm going to do that. Okay. Now I know the way forward. It's that kind of aspect. It's that kind of movement. Ah, 
I, I see what I'm capable of. I'm seeing what we are capable of. I'm seeing what the possibilities are. And so let's take those possibilities and move forward on them. That's where the sun highlighted in this past week all of those things, the, the possibilities, the talents, the abilities, the confidence to go forward on our path, especially in having faith in ourselves. So where might you not have had faith in yourself? And now you do, because Jupiter and Neptune are both related to faith, and they are both related to connection to spirit and you know, in our belief systems. So wherever maybe you thought you were right about something and then, you know, you couldn't really say why, but now your intuition or your dreams spoke to you. I know I had very potent dreams this week that spoke to me and made me very pleased to uh, learn certain information that was coming through my dreams. So it's an important time to look at dreams, especially when Sun and Neptune conjunct. And this is, this is a very illuminating hour. So there we go. Whatever is staying in cloudiness for you should clear up, you know, within the next day or so. Still look through your dreams. Um, think about them. What happened? Decode them. What, what do you, associations do you make to your dreams? Um, and the most important thing is um, to really connect with the feeling. We're in Pisces. This is all about feeling. And the feeling of what maybe your dreams were telling you or where your confidence lies or what is important to be focusing on now where the illumination has occurred feeling into that illumination, not just seeing it, not just the vision, because Pisces is about vision, but feeling it. You must feel, okay? So that's part of it. Um, now, this is a very um, interesting, interesting time, because um, if you follow the planets at all, and if you follow me, you'll know that I've been talking about Aquarius and Pisces. And yes, it's Pisces season. The sun is in Pisces and it will leave Pisces this week. You know, the end of the zodiac is upon us as far as the sun is concerned, because every year at this time, the sun travels through the last week of Pisces. And next Sunday, when we meet, we will already be in the sign of Aries. That is the new zodiac year. The zodiacal year begins anew next Sunday. 11.33 a.m. when the sun enters Aries. And this is also the spring equinox in the north. So it is important to pay attention to the shift between Pisces and Aries. I always say this. It's like Pisces is always, the end of Pisces is about surrender, is about atonement, it's about release, it's letting go. Um, and there is something that is relieving about the Piscean shift into Aries, okay? Because Aries is the crocuses coming up through the dirt, poking their little heads up. Someone told me the other day that the daffodils are starting to bloom in Central Park. That's very nice. See, this is the beginning of spring in the north, but it's also just the signs that nature is shifting and we're shifting and the zodiac begins anew. It's how we express and experience newness and the freshness of a new start. And it's always about a new start. Now, that's in a week. In the meantime, 
we are still dealing with many planets in Aquarius and Pisces. And like I said, if you've been following me, I've told you that Pluto's in Capricorn where everything had been, right? So it was very earthy for a while. And then Uranus is in Taurus, which is also very earthy. However, with the exception of the moon, everything else is in Aquarius and Pisces. And this is very unusual. Okay, they're the last two signs of the zodiac. So as I look at my chart wheel, I see Mars, Venus, Saturn in Aquarius, and then Mercury, Jupiter, Neptune, and Sun all in Pisces. And then remember Vesta, I talked about Vesta, that had met up with Pluto and Venus and Mars all at the same time about a week and a half ago. Now, Vesta is in Aquarius. So it's Vesta, Mars, Venus, and Saturn in Aquarius and those other four in Pisces. That's a lot of planets in two signs. The sun will change that when it goes into Aries next Sunday. But this is very important because we are at the end of something. This is signaling wrapping up stuff, endings. And this is more than just, okay, it's the end of winter in the north and we're going into spring. This is, we are wrapping up some significant stuff that's happened over the last few months. The Venus retrograde, the Venus Mars that's continuing to happen, they are together. The, the experience of, um, you know, what we've gone through while Venus was in Capricorn, you know, how many goodbyes we said or shifts and changes we made. We are now sort of assimilating all of that because there's, this is a, there's some endings happening. And I, what I'm watching happen is some sort of like, wow, finally, wow, finally. You know, we have some situations where I live where it's like, finally, these things are going to get taken care of. They're not ending so much as they are they're new beginnings in some ways, but they are really very important uh, things to, you know, connect to and kind of wrap up. And, um, you know, it's, you may notice in your life that like some things are finally like coming to fruition. And I guess that's really a better way of saying it. Like things are like that you've been waiting for are finally coming. And it's like, wow, it's great. I'm so glad things I'm waiting for are finally coming. Yay. I finally like, you know, it's finally happening. Fantastic. So, but Aquarius deals with the collective unconscious. Aquarius deals with um, altruism. They both deal with altruism, but they are dealing with higher energies, Aquarius and Pisces. They're the groovy part of the Zodiac. They're the swinging uh, dimension part is the Zodiac. They're not Capricorn who wants to be CEO, even though Capricorn is still like an ending of the Zodiac sign. It's still very material. It is an earth sign. Aquarius is air. Pisces is water, as you know, and we are dealing with some ethereal energies, very strong ethereal energies and how they operate in our lives. What energies, vibrations, frequencies, sensations are you feeling? This is not something as tangible as all that, which is interesting because I said things are coming to fruition, even though there's not tangibility really happening. Um, we're passing through moments, but it's so important right now to look at what's happening in each of our lives. We're, we're, moving through a, a cycle here and this is the end of the zodiac cycle and then eventually like the sun will leave go into aries then mercury is going to go into aries and then eventually you know venus and mars will go into pisces and then eventually you know go into aries but 
it's going to be sun and then eventually Mercury in, um, not so, not this week. Mercury won't do that this week. But the sun is ending its journey it, through the zodiac and going into Aries. But it's like we are accomplishing things. Like stuff you've set out to accomplish, you're getting done. It's like, wow, that's finally happened. Wow, I finally painted the kitchen. Wow, we finally like, you know, redecorated the bedroom. It's those kinds of things. It might be some things that you've been wanting to do, changing around, needing to do, and... It's been a long journey, and finally, these things are coming to fruition. It's like, we finally got rid of the old car, and we're getting the new one, you know, anything like that. And so, it is um, a time of not so much closing doors as maybe getting ready to, like, transition to something bigger and better. That's because that's what Jupiter's asking us to do. And we are... Um, interestingly enough, like looking at these past months and we are sort of, we're in a process. I feel like Aquarius and Pisces might be processing things more um, in our consciousness, in the deep recesses of our consciousness. And we are dealing with our own passing of, you know, out of the, all of that earth we were in. Remember when everything was in Capricorn and it was so dense and I really feel like this now we're moving into a little more um, ethereal stuff like I said so these ethereal energies are important um, they help us process they help you know they help us like this is why I was saying I had some like really valuable dreams this past week and that was necessary for me to come to some understandings of what is coming up next. I'm like, oh, that's good. That's really good. Um, I'm excited about that. Finally, that's, you know, you know, working with that energy. Great. Um, so it's important to pay attention to what your subconscious is telling you, your unconscious is telling you, and what your dreams are telling you, what your meditations are telling you, what your hunches and intuitions are saying, all of those things. And it is very important to, to listen and be, um, be aware. These are awareness raising signs, Aquarius and Pisces. These are far out. They're both ruled by outer planets. Aquarius ruled by Uranus. Pisces ruled by Neptune. Neptune is pretty much ruling the heavens right now because it's in its own sign. Um, and that's where we are. It's all very ethereal. It's all very Neptune. It's all um, deeply embedded and flowing from the sub from the unconscious to our to our uh, consciousness. It's sort of shifting things and sifting up information and energy. So what information are you receiving? What information are you working with? What information is exciting to you that's telling you, hey, you know, you worked so hard for this. Let's Let's really um, manifest this now. And it is a time of manifestation because Pisces, you know, we're pulling from the ethers. Pisces is always pulling from the ethers and um, bringing in into our awareness, you know, bringing into fruition. So these are all very good things. Um, nothing to be afraid of. We're working with intense energies right now. And there's a lot of intensity in the world, and we know this. And um, But, you know, there's things that have been stories, stories that have been around us. And now we're able to like maybe bear fruit from those stories. So that's something that I think is optimistic right now. And, um, 
so the aspects this week are helping us along with that. So we have this Sun-Neptune that, you know, as I was talking about earlier. And then, um, interestingly, in this week, on Thursday the 17th, Mercury in Pisces makes a sextile to, Nep to um, sorry, not Neptune, um, Uranus in Taurus. And I think that's interesting because really on Thursday, it will be three weeks since, uh, just about three weeks that that. Mercury was squaring Uranus. So maybe you got information three weeks ago, and it, it's just about three weeks ago, it'll be three weeks on Thursday, that Mercury made that square to Uranus and Taurus because Mercury was in Aquarius, and Mercury blew through Aquarius, now is in Pisces, and it's going to square, uh, it was squaring Uranus, and it's going to sextile Uranus. Now that means it moved from a hard aspect to a soft aspect. So maybe information came then. I know I got information then. It was like information you didn't expect because you're in, that's the way Uranus is, like unexpected information, a square. It's like, wow, that was a surprise. It came out of nowhere. Now this is a smoother, supportive aspect. And maybe that information that you received three weeks ago has another chapter to it and it arrives a little more smoothly. Why? Because it came out of nowhere three weeks ago and now information is moving along um, more smoothly because we already have the information we got under the square. So it's, for example, you know, say you got a surprise, your friend said, I'm coming into town to visit you and you haven't seen them in a year or something, I'm, you know, pandemic and all, I'm coming to visit great. And now like you're making those plans. Okay. So these things are very, um, important, um, to pay attention to what happened three weeks ago that now has another chapter this week on Thursday. And that would be St. Patrick's day. If you, if you celebrate that. Um, so that's one thing that's happening. Um, the other thing is that now Venus Saturday, the 19th, Venus will square Uranus the way Mercury squared Uranus three weeks ago, and now Venus is taking Mercury's place. So uh, here I am connecting these two stories because they have to be connected. Three weeks ago, you know, we this is what astrologers do. We connect the planets, and so there was a place in Aquarius where Mercury was, and it's, you know, telling you a story, and now Venus is popping into the story this week on Saturday. So Mercury is going to have another smooth reflection on that story. And then Venus is going to come in and bring us some information because Venus is not far from where Mercury was. Uranus hasn't moved much, okay, in the last three weeks. It's a slow planet. Um, so for Mercury to come in and talk to Uranus and talk to it again at the same time Venus is coming and talking to Uranus, well, hey, there's a lot of dialogue going on with that surprising planet. So it may be very interesting to note what's going on that is connected to information you may have received three weeks ago. So I think it's valuable. Pay close attention to anything that comes to you this week, whether it's information through intuition, information through dreams, information from a friend or a coworker, or a worker or colleague, whatever, information from your kids. Um, pay close attention to that. And so that's, there's a story, you know, in that. So there's, there is a lot going on right now because of everything moving through Aquarius and Pisces and, you know, Mercury and Venus are like, they're, they're 
working together on this level. So pay attention to that. And um, this week, also, the sun will be in Pisces and make a very smooth aspect to Pluto on Friday the 18th. And that is the same time there is a full moon. So we've got a full moon this week. We have a lunation. Now, the full moon, okay, so this is Friday the 18th. The full moon is at 27 degrees Virgo. Now, remember, the moon is opposite the sun. The sun is in Pisces. The moon will be in Virgo when they're full. They're at 27 degrees moon and sun and the moon will be in Virgo okay the practical dutiful um, very loyal hard-working uh, talented sign of Virgo okay and detail-oriented sign of Virgo so be aware of that the sun is an ethereal Pisces talking about you know ethereal matters while the moon is in a practical sign but the sun is speaking sweetly to pluto so pluto is part of this full moon now it is in a it makes a, a nice relationship the moon will make a nice relationship to pluto at 4 11 a.m eastern time on friday the 18th and then the sun will make it Almost 12 hours later, it will make its nice relationship to Pluto at 3.37 p.m. So Pluto is involved in the full moon in a smooth way. So what does that mean? That means that, you know, it's still Pluto, okay? <laughs> it's still transformation. It just, be, it just means that we may be more accepting of the transformation rather than resisting it because the square is the thing that or the opposition is the thing that makes us go ah ooh i don't want to deal with this this is no and what's happening is this is a smooth saying you know what time to transform this we're transforming and it's like oh okay we can do that okay um it shows us another level of awareness where we can own our talents, abilities, and, you know, move forward with them. Um, Pisces and Virgo are usually about health. Um, they are often about health. Um, you know, they rule the houses in the, in the chart, in the horoscope. They rule the houses that are about health and well-being. Um, also work, you know, Virgo rules work, but, but, you know, they are houses where we go to the doctor, the dentist, the chiropractor, the podiatrist, you know, um, there they are when we make those appointments. They are when we um, decide to take it up a new exercise program, a new diet. Um, we go out for a walk. We get some sunshine and air. And as things, you know, the freeze thaws in the north, everyone will start to want to be outdoors more, especially if the daffodils are blooming in Central Park. And so we are looking at a very um, transformational full moon, but not a smack-in-the-face transformational. Now, like I said, it's still Pluto, so there's still points to consider and work with and feel good about. You know, this is, a, this is more of a, an acceptable transformation. This is someplace where we can embrace it a little easier than when we're being, like, pushed into transformation by a square or opposition. The sun and the moon are still in opposition, remember, but, you know, maybe, like, with Pluto, said, I said it's health, right? Maybe you're like, you know, I do want that exercise program. I'm going to buy that new exercise machine or something like that. So, 
those are things that that are you know pay attention to that uh, my gut feeling is that it could be a surprising week an exciting week maybe there's some really good things coming forward personally okay um and then of course on sunday the 20th by the time we meet again the sun will be in aries and aries is a fiery sign so we're now gonna finally get some fire in the sky because we haven't had fire and it's important to have a representation of all the elements we don't feel motivated necessarily when there's not a lot of fire you know we're dealing a lot with air and water so we're thinking and feeling and you know we do have some earth um, the moon right now as I speak is in Leo so we're getting a dose of fire for the next couple days but this is not something that's lasting because the moon fl is fleeting it's in and out of signs in a couple of days and we don't really um, you know we don't get to, we may get a spark and an inspiration and motivation but we don't get like lasting uh, in you know lasting energy now we have nothing to worry about as far as earth being in the sky and air and water okay because outer planets are in earth and Saturn is in air for a while and Jupiter and Neptune are in Pisces for a while Neptune's going to be there for a long time so that territory is covered there isn't an outer planet in fire there is no um, long-term fire aspect so it's the fire that we are generally not tapping into except you know maybe a few times a month with the moon flying through a fire sign that would be Aries or Sagittarius or Leo so we have to pay attention to where we get our fire from you know we have to pay attention to like you know our motivation our spark our inspiration um, the, the, the desire to get up and move, you know, maybe we have been a little bit lax in our exercise program, or <laughs> like getting up and moving, you know, it, it's always up north a long winter, so there could be, uh, that feeling of, you know, it's winter and I don't really want to, I don't really want to get up from my cozy blanket and chair and cup of tea, um, but now once the sun goes into Aries next week we have a full month of fire so that's good and then eventually Mercury will follow etc um, the sun likes to be in Aries it is what we call exalted in Aries and it is at one of its best times of the year you know this is the exaltation of the sun and it comes to full exaltation around like April 8th 9th 10th usually around the 9th it's reaches its point of 19 Aries and that's where the Sun is at its full exaltation and that's always a special time and I'm looking I'm looking ahead at moons you know um, the eclipses I know that's like <gasps> eclipses um, the eclipses start April 30th so we're not there yet we're not there it's long you know it's today's only the 13th got a long way to go before April 30th but just to let you know mark your calendar April 30th is the first eclipse so we won't talk about those for a little while yet but we're you know we are having a lunation and so this is a good week the moon is full the Sun is entering Aries we're getting some information from Venus and Mercury what is what are they telling us you know Mercury is about communication and thoughts and ideas and 
um, information. And Venus is about love and creativity and aesthetic and beauty and art and finances. What are we doing? How is this information coming to us? And Venus and Uranus can be a little bit tense as far as friendships or relationships or the experience of, um, you know, you wanting like calmness and not chaos. You want serenity and harmony and maybe it's a little disharmonious because Venus is in independent Aquarius and Uranus, which rules Aquarius, is in... Venus is a sign of Taurus. So this is what we call, and Venus is in Aquarius, and this is what we call mutual reception. There is, you know, Neptune's ruling the heavens, but Venus and Uranus are talking to each other ever since Venus went into Aquarius last week. And Venus, they're in each other's signs. And they, so they have a lot to say to each other. And that's why this square next Saturday is important because Venus is speaking to the planet that's living in her sign and Uranus is doing the same, speaking to Venus, living in his sign. Okay, so there's a deep exchange going on here. Um, very interesting and curious. And we'll probably talk about that more next week once we sort of feel what that is. We're feeling it now already because Venus is there, they're in that exchange. We don't know what the square is going to bring, but it's not going to be dull because Venus and Uranus are never dull. Uranus is never dull. And there is something you should know about Venus. Um, so Venus is now sped up a bit, right? So she was, remember she was trailing behind Mars and Mars is generally the slower moving planet. Venus is the faster moving planet, but because Venus went retrograde, she had to catch up. And that's why she's been traveling with Mars because she's sort of been at his speed. And interestingly, now she's finally passed Mars. So Venus is caught up and passed Mars. However, this is very interesting. Um, Venus sits between Mars on the one side and Saturn on the other. And she is, you know, astrologers, ancient astrologers called Mars malefic in the old days. I don't see Mars as a malefic. I see it as an energetic planet that gives us a boost of confidence. Yes, it's the, it is a war-oriented planet, but when wars are going on in the world, there's usually, it's more than Mars. It's, it's you know, there's Mars and Pluto or Uranus or Neptune or something, usually. Um, and Mars is not ready to square Uranus yet, but Venus is in between Mars and Saturn. And so, like I said, old astrologers called Mars malefic, and they generally think Saturn is not fun because it's, a you know, it's the taskmaster, it's the patriarchy, etc. Venus is gentle and soft, and she's in between these two. And so she has to surpass Saturn, um, which isn't happening yet. Um, and she's in between, they call it enclosure. She's not really besieged. She's just sort of bracketed, parenthesized by Mars and Saturn. And so she's not really expressing herself fully because she's left Mars and now she's on her way to meet Saturn. She's going to meet Uranus in the middle of that. And that's going to give us some information about how Venus is feeling. You know, maybe your finances have been stuck. Maybe your relationships have been stuck. Maybe there's a little bit of stickiness and navigating of things right now. And that's the Venus component of this. She's social. 
she's loving, she's aesthetic, she's beautiful, maybe your creativity is a little stuck. So maybe you're getting revved up to recognize some new creativity and you're just not there yet, which is fine. But she's going to talk to Uranus and that's going to help her out, I think, this week. And then next week, you know, we'll talk about it again next Sunday. Next week, Mars will catch up and square Uranus. So this is all, there's some real interesting dynamics between Mercury and Uranus and Venus and Uranus and then eventually Mars and Uranus. So there's, we have to um, pay attention to those. They are, they are, um, Uranus is, you know, being highlighted a lot. But this Venus enclosure is important because she's not, expressing herself fully yet and so she's not going to get to Saturn for a little while um you know she'll she'll eventually catch up to Saturn at the end of the month like the 28th of March I don't like to rush months especially here April becomes rainy season here so I, I'm not ready for that and it rained yesterday and the day before and I'm like wait a minute this is too early so I'm not rushing time and we shouldn't rush time because we have to take every moment and each day as a precious time in our life and on that note that's about it for the week um I will tell you this, we're in Leo right now with the moon. It will enter Virgo on Tuesday. It will go void 6.56 a.m. Tuesday morning on the 15th Eastern Time. And then it will not go into, um, it, it will go void, yeah, and then it will not enter Virgo till 1 in the morning Eastern Time on Wednesday. Um, it's going to, you know, it's late if it, you're, my book tells me Pacific and Eastern. So 10 p.m., Pacific time Tuesday night, the moon will go into Virgo. And one in the morning Wednesday, the moon will go into Virgo, but it's going to be void pretty much all day on Tuesday. Um, and then, let's see, um, it's in Virgo all day Wednesday, it's in Virgo on Thursday, it goes void Friday, trining Pluto at 4.11 a.m., and then uh, it goes into Libra 7.26 a.m., so only like a little three hours or so, and then it's in Libra, the moon. Um, but you know that full moon occurs first, 3.18 a.m. on Friday, Eastern Time. So that's, you know, technically you're going to see it Thursday night, but it the actual aspect doesn't happen. So if you're doing your full moon ritual, you might want to wait till Friday night to do it rather than Thursday, okay? And that's about it. And then we move into Libra, and then it's in Libra really for the rest of the weekend when it goes void Sunday, 8.40 a.m., and then goes into uh, Scorpio, 11.45 a.m. So it's a few hours Sunday morning it'll be void. But that Virgo... Full moon occurs 3.18 a.m. Eastern Time, Friday. So you may want to do your ritual after it happens. But I think we have, I have a really good uh, feeling about this week. I think we're going to free up some energy and, um, and that's it. So if you're looking to speak to me in person, you can contact me at thegoldenastrologer.com, book online, or info at thegoldenastrologer.com. I'm on Instagram, thegoldenastrologer. And I am on uh, this podcast every Sunday. And I'm on Twitter at Deb Astrology. So you can always message me through Instagram if you need to or write to me through the Golden Astrologer website. And I thank you so much for listening. I thank you and wish you a beautiful week. Much gratitude to all. And we'll see you again next Sunday. Thanks again.